Hello, everyone. Um, we're getting a little late start today because we had the open class viewing today for our Bay Area Dance Week. How many of you saw a little bit of company class before? Not too many. Yes, there was a company class before um, uh, the, what we are doing right now, the Meet the Artist interview. I'd like to welcome you to San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist interview at the War Memorial Opera House. My name is Claire Sheridan. I'm the founder of the LEAP program at St. Mary's College of California. And I'm your host here today for the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education. It's Sunday, April 29th, 2012, and this is program eight. Many of these Meet the Artist interviews are available as podcasts on our website at sfballet.org. And so I'd also like to welcome our online listeners. Our guest today is the all-seeing, the all-knowing, the all-powerful. Without her, confusion would reign on stage, the lighting would not happen, the stage sets would not be moved, and the curtain wouldn't even go up. Our guest is the stage manager of the San Francisco Ballet. Ladies and gentlemen, please meet Jane Green. Good afternoon. We're about to see a production of Don Quixote. While we're watching the show, where will you be and what will you be doing? Uh, during the, the performance, I'm downstage right, which is basically right behind this wall over here behind the curtain. And I just call all of the cues for the ballet. So when the lights change, when the spotlights pick people up, when the scenery moves, etc. I guess. <laughs> well, well, how do you, I, I see your console there and you have a video in front of you. So you can, what does a video show you? I actually have a few options. I have a video where I can see the conductor. I also have one that's a wide shot of the stage. I have a black and white, which is a low light. So when we do scene changes, I can see what's happening with the lights out. And we have an option of one that can come in close. And then also when we're doing an archival video, I can see his feed, which is a nice HD close-up video. Um, how do you communicate with everyone? Let's say you want someone to move the set from point A to point B. How do you let them know? Uh, well, we have... We're all on headset, uh, so we're talking through wireless headsets, but we also use cue lights. So for on the rail, when scenery needs to move up and down, or on the deck, when things need to move on and off, uh, we turn a cue light on, different colors for different cues. Uh, when it goes on is when they stand by, when it goes off is when they move. We also hear your voice at the beginning of every show. Yes. <laughs> You're the one that says, if you use a, you know, a camera, we'll shoot you. Um, <laughs> Now, do you work from a script? I use a, a score usually, um, either a piano score or an orchestra score. Do, do all stage managers have to learn to read music? No, I've known many stage managers that don't, don't read music, but if you hear music well, you know, there, as long as if you can hear music and know to do things with the music, it, it's really helpful. Um, I, for me, it, personally, it's easiest to use a score because it's sort of like a roadmap you know, to, the, to the show for me. But it's, I think as many stage managers there are out there, there's that many ways of calling a show. How many cues would there be I mean, in a production like Don Quixote? Don Quixote doesn't have as many as, say, it, many of you, I'm sure, saw Little Mermaid. Um, because there's, when you have open, like, open scenes in a plaza or something like that and it's daylight, you know, generally the lights stay at, at pretty much one level. There's little subtle changes that you'll see to highlight different things. But I think this, this 
ballet probably has under 40 light cues. And it, the scenery cues are all just in, in the scene changes, so only when you're going like from the prologue into the plaza or in act two, you'll see it go from the gypsy camp into the dryads, into the tavern. Do you ever cue the dancers? Not very often. They generally, they generally know their, <laughs> where to be and, and when to go. But you'll be, you also cue the animals. We have, yes folks, live beasts in the show today. <laughs> yeah, they, they actually, we used the same horse and donkey last time we did Don Quixote, and I think they actually learned their music by the end. <laughs> the, the donkey folks, I saw them standing outside the stage door having a cigarette, and <laughs> He is so cute and so fuzzy. It's uh, really something to, <laughs> it's, it's memorable. Um, at what point are you brought in during the creation of a new ballet? I, well, it really depends. It depends on the ballet. Something like this, where we've known that we were going to build new sets and costumes and the designs were done, and I can't remember exactly when, but over a year ago. We start talking about it. You know, you look at, look at the old production, talk about the new production, how things are going to, what's going to be different, what might be similar. So I'm part of that, that process at the very beginning. Most of the design and, and the build and everything happens between the, the technical director and the, the scene shop and the costume designer and, and the wardrobe shops that, that make everything. And as we get closer, I spend more and more time either in the studio or you know, keeping track of what happens what happens when, and, and in this case, how it differs from the old production. If it was a new production, a completely new production, then there's different things that would happen in terms of learning everything that's a part of the new production. Uh, are you here for every ballet performance? Yes, I am. <laughs> what happens when you get sick? Uh, you don't get sick. <laughs> no, <laughs> try very hard not to. <laughs> so what do you love about your job? Oh, hmm. You know, I think one of the things that I've always loved about it is being a part of the art of it, and which it kind of seems strange when you're talking about I just, you know, I say go a lot. Um, but there's something in, depending on the designers you work with, uh, the lighting designer that I worked with originally when I first started stage managing for ballet made, you know, his cues were always a part of the music and where you call a cue and stuff can have an effect on, you know, does it go with the music? Does it look wrong because you completely missed it? Or, you know, so I think that being a part of watching it and saying, okay, if I try and do this a little differently, will it work better? If I try and, you know, maybe I'm not calling this in the right place to make it look right. So I think being a part of the, that artistic process that isn't really noticeable, but it is, that makes sense. So every ballet you see here, there's a little piece of Jane in it. It's her, you see her timing and her decisions. Now, my big question is, when the company goes on tour, you go with them. Yes. How can you function in a totally different theater where they're, like, for, for example, in China, mm -hmm. where there's a language barrier? Right. What do you do? Well, we take our, our crew with us, our um, house, or our company crew goes with us, our master carpenter, our prop master, master electrician, 
our wardrobe staff sound. We take our, the heads of our crew with us and sometimes some others. So you're still working with very familiar people. Then they interact as well with that theater's people. We also, in, in, in China, had translators for everybody to help ease the communication gap. <laughs> and uh, do you folks know that San Francisco Ballet will be on tour and performing at the Bolshoi Theater, the new, re beautifully renovated Bolshoi Theater in Moscow? That's going to be pretty cool to have on your resume. Yeah, I will. <laughs> um, if you're just joining us, I am talking with Jane Green, the stage manager for the San Francisco Ballet, and in a short while, we'll be able to take some of your questions. Uh, what character or personality traits should a person have in order to succeed in your line of work? Hmm. <laughs> well, I could probably list a lot of traits that people should have. I can't necessarily say I have them all. <laughs> uh, I think patience or at least being able to, to stay calm when you have seven people talking to you at once, or um, also being able to, to think about uh, multitasking, basically, being able to think about several things at once or solve more than one problem at a time. Well, I, I talked to some of the dancers, and I asked them to give me some comments about you. And first of all, many of them said, she's fantastic. But the uh, two people said she's on top of it, and cool under pressure, precise, and you don't have to worry when Jane is around. <laughs> and I think oh, nice you are you. calm. I don't know what how you're. Maybe you have a stomach ache and a headache, and you're nervous. But your your presence is calming for the dancers. Can you tell us a little bit about the unseen folks working backstage with you during a performance? Yeah, there, there are many of them, and they really couldn't be done without every single one who, who works backstage and who is part of getting the dancers dressed, who's part of uh, putting the scenery on, building the scenery, first of all, putting the scenery on stage, and then being a part of every single show. And every time you see things move or happen on stage, there's several people behind every, everything that goes on. And so, I mean, I, I've worked for... Um, several companies over the last 20 years, but I, and I, we have an amazing crew, I just have to say, and that they, I would trust them with anything. If you tell them something once, it happens, and it's a good group to work with. You told me there are about 60 people working backstage to make a production like this happen. On this particular show, there's between 60 to 70 people backstage. Uh, one thing that impressed me, I saw dress rehearsal on Friday, and actually there's a whole new, between act one and act two, there's a whole new floor that the folks put down. They rip up one floor and they roll out another floor and tape it all down. I mean, there's tremendous magic happening during intermission when you're getting a drink or in line at the ladies' room. Um, there's a lot of fantastic things happening to ch change the, um, the scene for you. Uh, now, this, this San Francisco Ballet production of Don Q was first staged in 2003, and now we have all new scenery and costumes and lighting. What can you tell us about these changes? Well, it's, it's really a beautiful production. If this is the first time, if you haven't already seen one of the first two shows, it, it's really, the colors and the, the scenery is just very beautiful and very vibrant, and it just adds a whole new thing that makes it makes it uh, San Francisco Ballet's Don Quixote because in the past we were renting sets and costumes. So, and it just, um, it has its own 
character now, which gives it San Francisco Ballet's kind of character for it. What scene in the ballet do you really like? For example, if you had someone just watch 10 minutes of the piece, just, just for, to give somebody a flavor of the ballet, what, what scene would you have them see? Oh, that's a hard one. Because <laughs> uh, I, have, I have lots of it that I really enjoy just watching. I really like a lot of act one, just because there's, there's lots of dancing in it, different kinds of dancing, but also just different, uh, the characters and seeing the, the dancers put on their, their acting for the characters as well. So, I mean, I think act one tells quite a lot of the story and it's just fun. Okay, but I have, I have to ask this, disaster stories. Um, can you think of some crazy problem that happened that you had to deal with when you were stage managing? Oh, I'm, I try to put them out of my mind. <laughs> I've, I think I've, I may have told this story before a few years ago. We did have a, a production of Cinderella I did when I was in Seattle at Pacific Northwest Ballet and the, and the carriage that come, to bring Cinderella into the ball in the back and it comes in in the back wing behind the platform. But the horse was a, was a prop horse and it was pushed on by little children dressed as bugs. And as they were pushing it on, all we could see in the monitor was the horse kind of do this. Because one side of the kids pushed too hard upstage, so the other one's trying to push too hard downstage. And the, uh, the horse eventually just toppled over, <laughs> leaving the carriage stuck in the wing. And because it was in the wing, the doors couldn't open, which meant Cinderella couldn't get out. So, and, I, <laughs> and I think she ended up climbing out the back window and running <laughs> on stage. <laughs> Um, my last question before we ask some questions of yours is, uh, how did you learn how to stage manage? Sort of by accident. <laughs> uh, when I was in college, I originally had planned to go into sports medicine. And I got fed up one, one quarter. I was, you know, I was like, oh, I'm just so tired of chemistry and calculus and all of that. And so I took a theater class and I had I, part of the requirement for the class what you, was that you be on a crew for one of the plays. And once I was on the crew, the, somebody else on the, on the crew said, oh, well, why don't you be my assistant for the next show? And I just sort of got, it, you know, snowballed. <laughs> and then my last year of college, I stage managed a dance project. It was the first dance project I'd done. And I met Rico Chiarelli, who was the technical director for Pacific Northwest Ballet. And he said, well, we need an extra stage manager for, for Nutcracker. And so it just sort of went on from there. The rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> Questions? Yes. So um, when you're not on tour and when the ballet is not performing, what are your duties? And I assume it's a year-round job. The question was, when you're not on tour and the ballet is not in production, what, are, what is your what are your duties? Um, I'm actually in the office most of the time if we're not, if we're not performing. Um, I do work year-round, and our assistant stage manager, Jessica Barker, she works on a 44-week contract, I think. And so we're, we're in the office. Um, if the dancers are rehearsing at the time, like we do in the fall, then we help make sure that they have what they need in the studio in terms of video, in terms of audio. Um, marking things out in the studio scenery-wise, making sure they have props, just you know, things like that. We work on 
scheduling for the season, um, upcoming things, just all sorts of just office type type stuff. Uh, yes. The question was, what is the function of the video that you use during a The archival? The archival. Uh, we do an archive video of 30 performances a year, and we keep them on file basically for restaging purposes, but also just as an archive of the company, of the history of the company. But we also use them for, like, when, if we were to redo Don Q in a couple of years, we would use those videos to see it and, and to reteach the dancers. I, I'm sorry, are you asking, do we use the archival videos during the performance? No, no, I mean, they tape during the performance. Mm -hmm. uh, one more question. Yes, ma'am. What is the most difficult ballet for you to ma stage manage? Oh, wow, I think uh, there's a couple that have been, been recent. Um, one of them was Little Mermaid, but it's actually one of my favorite because it was hard and it was challenging and, I, and it made me really kind of pay attention and, and there was so much going on. The other one, that, one of the ones that comes to mind from this year was um, Ashley Page's Guide to Strange Places, just because the, the music was very hard to follow and there was also a lot going on. And boy, let me tell you, following a John Adams score is <laughs> <it's> not easy. <laughs> Or one more. Yes. So, do you take ballet class to relax, or do you just try to get away from it? Are you a dancer? Do you take ballet class? No, I haven't taken a ballet class since I was about eight. <laughs> but she was a gymnast. I know that. I was a gymnast, and I did all sorts of other sports. But um, no, I, I haven't done ballet. Now I'm sort of afraid because I, I don't think I want to go up against them. <laughs> Well, we're very grateful for your work. You'll be hearing her voice very soon um, over the intercom. Please help me thank today's guest, Jane Green. Thank you. She's a, a stage manager for the San Francisco Ballet. And thank you, dear audience, for joining us today. You can listen to other Meet the Artist interviews. And do check out the Studio 55, 455 blogs and, uh, on our website, sfballet.org. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.